All right, let's turn our Bibles tonight to the book of 1 Chronicles again. 1 Chronicles chapter number 19. 1 Chronicles chapter number 19. Thank you for the music. Uh, it is always a blessing. And uh, this morning we preached uh, from the book of 1 Chronicles. And again tonight, uh, I am in a study through the book of 1 Chronicles. And uh, you'll probably see some Sunday school lessons when we get through with Deuteronomy in 2022 or something like that. Uh, but some of these uh, truths are just too good to hold on to. And so tonight I'll preach another message uh, from 1 Chronicles chapter number 19 uh, from a uh, passage of Scripture that I, that's always captured my attention. I don't know if that ever happens to you. Uh, you read through your Bible. I hope that ha that happens to you once in a while. Uh, but the more you read through it and having the privilege of growing up in church and uh, being around uh, the things of God my whole life, Sunday school classes, uh, church services, reading through my Bible, there's certain passages that have always just got my attention. And tonight is one of those that I'll bring our message from. And I, I will be conscious of the time because of the activities at the end of the service, but uh, it kind of ties in with uh, a lot of the message this morning. But we'll read First Chronicles chapter number 19, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 10. Verse number 10 of First Chronicles chapter 19. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before and behind, he chose out of all the choice of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he delivered unto the hand of Abishai, his brother, and they set themselves in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will help thee. Be of good courage, and let us behave ourselves valiantly for our people and for the cities of our God. And let the Lord do that which is good in his sight. Interesting passage of Scripture. David, if you study the chapter, uh, he is the king, and the king of Ammon has died, and uh, he is going to reach out to uh, his heir, uh, and because of the kindness of his father, he extends some kindness to uh, the son of the king who's passed away. And the, the son of the man who had been kind to David got some bad advice, as often the case, and uh, said this is going to be seen as a sign of weakness, so to make a long story short, they, uh, they took those uh, emissaries and they humiliated them and doing so insulted King David, insulted the people of God. Then they realized this is King David. Uh, this is the, the warrior. This is the man that God has blessed. And so they prepared for battle. And now we get to the point in verse number, uh, the latter part of this chapter where we, we're reading tonight. Uh, they're going into a battle. And uh, it's an interesting thing here. The, the strategy is uh, Joab uh, sees the battle. And he has a strategy. He, and it's a good strategy. He says, I'm going to take this group. You take this group. And I'm going to fight over here against this end part of the enemy. You fight over here. And when I, when I need help, you come help me. When you need help, I'm going to come help you. Some interesting things we find in this passage. And tonight I want to preach on that subject, the fighting of battles. The fighting of battles. It'll be very practical tonight, but I believe it'll be very helpful. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that in the message tonight we'll be helped uh, may the Spirit of God speak to hearts. May we be challenged, but may we be <clears throat> encouraged tonight. May we realize the importance of a church family. May we realize the importance of brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Uh, may we realize the opportunity we have to be a help and a blessing to someone else. May we live our lives not selfishly, uh, but live our lives uh, fighting the battle that you have set before us. And Father, I pray that you'll bless the remainder of this evening. <clears throat> may we look back on it with fondness and with good memories. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We have the background of the text here in verse 12. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. If the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then when I help thee. David was a warrior. David was a mighty man of battle. Uh, he had mighty men with him who were also great soldiers, also great warriors. If you read through the book of 1 Chronicles, you'll find over and over again references to the, the obviousness that God had blessed David. God's people, when David became king, the people quickly rallied to him once after Saul's death. The reason and what part of the explanation was, it's obvious God's hand is on you. Uh, the battles that they had won, and now they're in a battle again. And, I, and I'm reminded with that as passages of Scripture that the Christian life is a battle. And if we are not prepared for that battle, uh, we can be defeated. <clears throat> we, we can lose. Uh, and, and I don't want us as Christians uh, to be defeated in the battle that we all face. There's a reason why uh, Timothy is admonished by that great man, the Apostle Paul, uh, to fight the good fight of faith. Be a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're admonished to put on the, uh, the, the, the armor of God. Uh, we're reminded that we have an adversary, the devil. Now life itself, <clears throat> the book of Ecclesiastes reminds us that life itself is going to bring us things, challenges. Life itself is going to bring us things that we have to deal with. But on top of just life that we deal with, uh, there, is a, there is a spiritual battle that we engage in. I'm teaching on Wednesday nights on the winning of souls and how uh, there are souls who are lost without Christ. And aren't you glad somebody cared enough about you uh, so that you could hear the gospel? It is our responsibility as His church <clears throat> to be concerned about lost souls. Make no mistake, the spiritual battle is over the souls of men. Uh, we have a responsibility in the battle, God's church is told to advance on the gates of hell. Uh, we are after souls. Uh, we want our lives to be blessed by God. I talked about on that in Sunday school this morning and how we want to be blessed by obeying the word of God. <clears throat> we want our children to grow up and, and have an opportunity to serve God with their life. Have a good life. God wants each and every child of his to have a blessed life to enjoy this life that God has given them. But at the same time, we are to advance His cause, advance the cause of Christ. Uh, in my years, in my observations as a, uh, somebody who's grown up in church, uh, somebody who's grown up in a pastor's home, somebody who's been in the ministry now over 20 years, pastored uh, in my seventh year now, I have seen several things. And I'm going to mention two things to you, then we'll get into the outline. Uh, all of uh, all who serve the Lord will fight battles. If you're going to serve God, you're going to have to fight to do it. Uh, you, you, you have your own battles to fight. Every one of us have our battles to fight. Uh, I, 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 would, I just like to believe that all of us, we want to serve God to the best of our ability. 
If that's not you tonight, please don't come, don't, don't break my heart. Please don't shatter my, 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 think, my thinking of how everybody approaches life. I just believe that everybody wants to serve God with their life. I believe that everybody just wants to please Him. But if you're going to please Him, you're going to have to fight to do it. You're going to have to battle to do it. To pastor as a church, it just seems like some things just aren't easy because we have to battle to do it. You think the devil is just going to sit by and let us just say, hey, we're going to go win the seat of Christ. Oh, he's going to battle us. And just, if you want to, re- parents, if you want to rear your children for the Lord, uh, be prepared. The adversary is going to battle you. Uh, he wants to steal the innocence. He wants to steal the future of our children. Uh, everybody's going to serve the Lord. You will face spiritual battles. Uh, the second statement I want to make is way of, by way of introduction before we get into the outline of the text tonight is this. God has designed... And through his church, he's designed the necessity and the ability to help one another. The way God has made, the way it is, is every one of us, if we're going to serve the Lord, we will face some battles. God has designed the church so that through the church, there's a necessity for us to depend on one another. As your pastor, I need your prayers. You need my prayers. We need one another. It's a necessity. Uh, But we also, the beauty of how God has designed it, we have the ability to help one another. What an honor for God to use us to help somebody else. What an honor to think that a kind word that I might speak might be exactly what another Christian needs to encourage them. What an honor to think that I can be impressed by the Spirit of God, uh, by somebody I go to church with and just bow my head and very quickly say, Lord, you know what their need is, but I just want to bring them before you so that you might... What an honor to have the opportunity to help someone else to just be, uh, just be an encouragement, to uh, just be kind. To, uh, and so we all go through difficulties. We bury a loved one. We, we ha- have some kind of disappointment. We don't have to give a big speech. We don't have to uh, make a big... Produ- but just to know that there's somebody who loves us, somebody who stands next to us, uh, somebody who is there if we need them. What an honor. That's the church. God's created it where we need each other. You're not so, you haven't arrived in your Christian life to the point where you can do it all on your own. Now, we all grow to a point where, as the Bible talks about, we don't need the milk of the word. And if I can just interject this very quickly into all of this love that I'm, that I'm putting out there tonight, some Christians need to grow up. You need to get away from your spiritual babysitter, grow in the Lord. Uh, that's part of the fighting the battle. But we have an opportunity, the way God has designed it, to be a help and a blessing. But at the same time, it's a necessity for you and I if we're going to fight this battle. I'm going to mention four things tonight. First one is this. As we look at their text, and he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will help thee. I don't know what first jumps out to you, but let me tell you what has always jumped out to me first. The fact that if I get in trouble, somebody's going to come help me. But that's not the first thing I'm going to mention. The first responsibility we find there is this. 
fight your own battle. I love the, the, I love the reminder here, and I love to see that there's backup. But the first thing that we're admonished to do, the first thing that, that uh, Joab was going to do was fight his battle. And the first thing Abishai, his brother, who had been given command of the other armies, the first thing he was supposed to do is stand in his post, fulfill his duty, fight the enemy where God has placed him. Now, I'm thankful there's others who will come to our aid. But friend, first of all, you and I have to fight our own battle. You have to prepare yourself spiritually. It is not your pastor's responsibility to be spiritual for you. I will shepherd you the best that I can. I will, I will be diligent to pray for you. I will be diligent in my Bible studies so that we all can grow in the Word of God. But when it's all said and done, I'm not going home with you. I'm not going to work with you. I'm not looking over your shoulder. It's between you and your God. It is up to you to prepare yourself spiritually. Oftentimes, we like to blame the church we go to. We like to blame the pastor that we have. We like to blame the parents that we have. And friend, when it comes down to it, we stand before God. We're not going to stand with our parents. We're not going to stand with our pastor. It's just going to be us and God. So what I am reminded from this passage of Scripture, I first have to fight my battle. It is a joy to come to the Emmanuel Baptist Church and know there are people here praying for me. Don't forget that. It is a joy to know, as we have seen in months and years past, when one of our members is in a crisis situation, we can all rally together. But the beginning, my responsibility is for me to prepare myself spiritually. I'm glad, let me put it this way, I'm thankful for every one of you that pray for me, and many of you tell me that you pray for me. Some of you, I'm worried about how you're praying for me, but, but, but at least I know you're praying for me. My responsibility is to get on my, get on my knees, enter into my prayer closet, and, and, and fight the battle first myself. You go to a church, if you're a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, you attend the church where people pray for you. What kind of, what, what kind, what kind of, what kind of battle are we fighting if we'll let other people fight for us and we won't fight for ourselves? Every parent, you ought to let this convict you. I'll tell you right now, you have a pastor who prays for your children. Do you? You have to fight your battle. And I, I, I'm glad to say that, that this is a church that if it, it, any one of us, if any one of our children had a need and is in a crisis, there's people that would pray for them. But are you praying for your own children? You have a pastor that will fight for your kids. But will you? You've got Sunday school teachers that pray for your children. You've got Sunday school teachers and youth workers and staff members that are willing to fight this world for your children. But how about you? We all have a responsibility. I'm not trying to scold you tonight. I'm trying to remind us that, that, that we have a responsibility. Joab had to stand in his post. He had to fight his battle. Uh, Abishai had to stand at his post. He had to fight his battle. Let us all do what is necessary to prepare ourselves spiritually. Oh, we talk about, you know, as a Baptist, we believe in the, the priesthood of the believer. I don't have to go through a man to get to God. 
I don't have to talk to, to a priest. I don't even have to talk to a Baptist preacher at, at being saved on my way to heaven, uh, I, being filled with the Holy Spirit because of the applied blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have direct access to the Heavenly Father. So we talk about that and we, we praise the Lord for that and that's one of the things that our core beliefs as a Baptist, but how many of us are taking advantage of it? We have a responsibility ourselves. We each of us have a responsibility to be in the Word of God. Now, the Emmanuel Baptist Church, we, we preach the Word of God. If you, if you come to our Sunday school program, you're faithful in our Sunday school, you're, you're going to learn the Word of God. If you attend services three times a week, you're going to learn the Word of God. But there's a danger of that. A danger is you're depending on others to fight the spiritual battle and not ourself. The greatest thing you can do for yourself as a Christian is every day spend time in God's Word. We first of all must fight our own battle. We have a duty. We have responsibility. Uh, personally, each and every one of us, we have the responsibility to fight our own, to fight our battle, our spiritual battle. Number two, we'll get off of that one and get to the other ones. They're much more pleasant. And he said, "If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will help thee." The second thing I want to mention tonight concerning fighting the battles is be aware that others are fighting a battle also. There's a balance here. I just admonished us, first of all, to fight our own battle spiritually. Uh, don't, don't, don't you let somebody else pray for your family and you not pray for your family. Don't let everybody else take a, take a stand and you not take a stand. Uh, don't just reap the benefits of being in a Bible preaching, Bible teaching church. You study the Word of God for yourself so that you can grow. You're going to have things that come into your life, and that's just the way life is. Uh, just let me just remind all of us, if things are going good for you uh, right now, just hang on. Life's going to bring you something you're not expecting, and we need to prepare for it before it comes. But while we're fighting the battles personally, while we enter into our prayer closet, while we're studying the Word of God and we're standing and we're holding to in, in those valleys, in those dark times, we hold to those truths of the Word of God and we wait on God for bring, to bring us through. We wait on God's deliverance. Be reminded that there are others that are fighting a battle too. And sometimes we get, there's a balance here, we get so focused on us that we forget that our brothers and our sisters, they're fighting a battle too. And you may be winning your battle. And praise the Lord. You're winning the battle. Praise the Lord. God's giving the victory in your life. But don't fail to realize that you may have a brother on the other side that's fighting the battle. And we have a great principle there. If, 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 it's too, if the series are too strong for me, then you help me. If, if, if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will help you. What a great picture of what the church is supposed to be. Fight your battle spiritually. Do what you're supposed to do in your own Christian life. But be aware that everybody around you is fighting a battle too. And sometimes the enemy is great. 
And sometimes the enemy gets the upper hand. And what an encouragement to realize we don't have to give a big speech. We don't even have to give a hug. All we have to do sometimes is pay attention to the people around us and say the weight seems a little heavy on them. Or I remember pastor made an announcement to pray for them in this situation. I'm going to take their name before God and enter into the throne room of God and say, God, would you give them strength? Would you help them? That is being aware that there are brothers and our sisters in the family of God, they're fighting a battle too. Fight yours. But remember, everybody else is having a hard time too. Sometimes we get so self-involved as Christians, wow, I'm winning the victory. Look how good God has been to me. And if God's blessing you, don't feel bad about it. Now don't rub it in everybody else's face, but don't feel bad about it. If God's blessing you, enjoy the blessings of God. Tithe off of them, but enjoy the blessings of God. But realize, there's probably a time in your life when the children of Ammon were winning. You had somebody that said, now I'm going to come help you out for a little while. And that's why and I'm, I'm, in our church we have such an opportunity ahead of us. We have so many, we have so many from different generations we have those that have been faithful for years and decades. And some are, are young people and, and teenagers and, and, and single adults. And some of those, those young couples have starting to have their children and everybody in between. It takes all of us being willing to help one another. Hey, fight your battle. Be what you're supposed to be spiritually. But let's be, hey, I've reared my children. Some of y'all saw me in choir practice walking around with, I don't even know whose kid that was, but no, walking around uh, with, with Lily. And somebody say, oh, pastor said, no, I can give them back. <laughs> I've reared mine. But that doesn't mean I, I, I can't pray for theirs. Oh, aren't you glad you're done with that? You see these, these, these new parents and they're so happy and I'm so happy for them. But they got the 12 diaper bags hanging over their shoulders and they have the carrier and this and that and they have all of these things that they have to have with them. And hey, then you, you, you make the decision if you want to go out, is it worth it? <laughs> we need to go to the grocery store, but it'll take us an hour and a half to actually get in the car. Is it worth it? We still have a few slice, slices of bread. We, we can wait. And, uh, is it worth it? And oh, I just look and I say, God bless you. It was a great day in my life when my kids could walk. It's a great day in the life when they could dress themselves. And some of their choices are a little bit, but they could dress themselves. They could feed themselves. And now I walk around the house and say, when are y'all leaving? When are y'all getting out of here? But just because you have crossed some hurdles, don't forget that there's some still have yet to cross them. And part of how you help is you set a good example. And you young couples, and we're going to honor a faithful couple tonight, and you young couples, you have, so, you have no excuse because of the example of so many that has been set before you. Don't be a bad example. 
So I just, I, I'm, just, I'm just weary of the battle, Pastor. I'm just, it just, I just don't know if it's worth it. Friend, you stay in the battle. Keep fighting because there's somebody. I, I, don't, I don't want it to ever be said that because I quit, somebody can use me as an excuse. Hey, fight your battle. But remember, there are others fighting battles too. And that's the balance that God's created in the church. We need the church to help us, and the church needs us to help them, help one another. Now, let me ask you before I move on in, in, in the message this morning, or this evening, whatever time of the day it is, uh, who is it that you're fighting for? Fight for you. Fight for your family. But what other names are on your prayer list that you pray for? So I've reared my kids. Who, who, whose kids are you praying for? Uh, who, 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 are you, who are you fighting the battle for? Many of you, this is, this is, this is the, we get relocated and we start building it. This is, the, this is the third or fourth time you've done that. Say, oh, I'm not even going to be here to see it all done. And somebody will be here. Somebody will reap the benefits of it. If I get weary, you come help me. If you get weary, I'm going to come help you. Now, first of all, fight for yourself. But remember, there's others that are fighting the battle as well. Number three, this is important. Look at verse 13. Be of good courage and let us behave ourselves. I think we can just put a period right there. But let us behave ourselves valiantly for our people and for the cities of our God. Focus on your actions and not the results. So many times we as Christians, we're more concerned with the results than we are whether or not we're doing the right thing. We should never weigh, and we should never weigh in the balance, is it worth me doing what God's instructed me to do? Because we ought to be a place in our life we're not worried about how it's going to turn out. We're just worried about behaving ourselves valiantly. Well, I could, I, could lo- I, could, I could lose this, or I could push this person away, or, I should, or it, it's, just, it's just a battle, do I really need to fight it? And Pastor, do, do we always have to be making a big deal about certain things? Well, friends, you and I, in this spiritual battle, we should be focusing not on the results, but on our actions. We need to all be reminded of this. God's not judging us on the results. He's judging us on our behavior. Did, did I do what I could do for the Lord? I, 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 taught, I taught on this through, through Romans 12 earlier this year on Wednesday night. We all have different opportunities. We all have different gifts. We all have different things in the church that we can do and we have a responsibility to do. But we're, not, we're not worried about what somebody else has, but what, what can God give him? What has he given me to do? Uh, Focus on your actions, not the results. Behave ourselves valiantly. Sometimes we don't know if we're winning or losing the battle. I'm sure every parent that's reared their children has felt this at least 100 times. Are we getting through? Are we winning? Pastor, I don't know if I'm going to win, so I don't know if I'm going to No, behave yourself valiantly. Do what's right. Stand where you need to stand. I don't know if my prayers are, are going to make a difference. Pray anyway. Because, 
no matter how it turns out, and I'm focused on our children for some reason tonight, but no matter how it turns out, you will at least be able to say to yourself, I did everything that I could humanly do. I prayed the prayers that I can pray. I didn't budge where I knew I could not budge and I could not give in. Let's behave ourselves valiantly and let's quit weighing how it's going to turn out. Let's quit considering it. Is it worth doing the right thing? If it's the right thing, it's worth doing. Well, you think, it, and we're coming up on July 4th and just had, our, had Memorial Day, and we think about the sacrifices of our nation. And, and if you don't know the history of our nation, the real history of our nation, I would encourage you to, to catch up on that and realize the sacrifices that have been made. And, oh, I am convicted, not just as a Christian, but as a man and as an American. Every time I read of those founding fathers, they, they didn't, we, we say, oh, yeah, we gave it to the British, didn't we? They, they, were, they did not know if they were going to survive, and there were many times they thought this is going to be over and done with their lives are going to be lost they didn't weigh the consequences they behaved valiantly number four three and four tied together be of good courage and let us behave ourselves violently for our people and for the cities of our god and by, and by the way uh, for our people and for the cities of our god every child needs to believe that their parents they fought for the Lord. They did right. Every child, what you can do for your parents as you get older is for them to have a child who does right. For our people. Uh, but number four, you get to for our people and the cities of our God and let the Lord do that which is good in His sight. Leave the results up to God. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom in the Scripture we've read tonight. Should be a lot of encouragement. Hey, I'm going to fight the battle over here. You fight the battle over there. If, if, I, if they've been, they're too strong for me, you come help me. If the enemy's too strong for you, I'll come help you. But they all had decided that we are going to behave valiantly. No matter what happens, we win, we lose, it's going to be said we behaved ourselves in an honorable, courageous valiant way and we're just going to leave the results up to God see as a preacher I'm supposed to stand here and preach the truth and not worry about the results that's just the reality of it now I want results the ultimate result I want is for him to be pleased with what is done I'll never pass out a survey and say what do you think because I want to do what God has given me the responsibility to do. I want to leave the results up to Him. But friend, when you and I can get to the place in our life when we're just going to do right because it's right to do, and then I'm just going to let God figure it all out. I'm going to get, let God uh, worry about the results. There are too many Christians worried about the results. I'll just be completely honest with you. God, if you guarantee me the results I want, then I'll do right. If you can show me that it's going to be worth my time, then I'll do right. I'm not sure if it's worth the sacrifice, so therefore I'm not going to... No, let's just behave valiantly and leave the results up to God. I know my Bible well enough to know that God has a very strong record when it comes, as I taught in Sunday school this morning, to blessing the obedience of His Word. I want, I want to do what is right because it's right to do. You ought to want to do what is right because it's right to do. 
Too, too many today, too many Christians today, well, this, is this going to make me popular? Too many preachers today, well, will I, lose, will I lose followers on social media? What I do right because it's right to do. And let God deal with the results. See, well, pastor, what if it doesn't work out? Uh, well, I preached from that last Sunday night. If I perish, I perish. But when I stand before God, what about those who are martyred for their faith? Recant or we're going to burn you at the stake? You and I are going to feel like lousy Christians. Lousy Christians when they gave their life because they would not recant Jesus Christ. And we have to weigh the consequences of whether or not we're going to do right. Let's just do what's right. The greatest thing, I appreciate so much your care for me and my family and the kindness that you always show. But the greatest thing you can do for your pastor is just to do right. Just to do right. You realize the greatest thing that we can do for our God is just to do right. To do right. Uh, and that's how we help each other. Hey, let's, you fight your battle. There's some things that I can pray for you, I can stand next to you, but I can't face it for you. And vice versa. I can preach to you today, it's the third time, fourth time, including Sunday school, that I can stand behind this pulpit today and preach the Word of God and teach the Word of God, but, but ultimately it's up to you and it's up to me to go live it. Uh, let's do our part. But let's be aware that there are others. Say, oh, I'm so glad that I fought that battle and God brought me through. Well, be mindful that there's somebody amongst us who's getting ready to fight the same battle. Just be aware. I'm, not, I'm not telling you you've got to fight it for them. That would go against what I've already said. But just be aware of it. And you can pray for them. You can encourage them. Uh, let's, let's, in this battle, let's be what we need to be for one another. Who are you praying for? Who are you trying to encourage? Are you still investing in the work of God? It is a selfish thing for us to get to a point, well, I've reaped the benefits of it. I'm not going to. That's why, that, and quite honestly, that's why a lot of churches die. Because it gets the generation says, well, that's why I appreciate the couple that we're going to honor in just a moment. Because we've all have got to see beyond ourselves and see beyond uh, our own benefit and be willing to, to help fight a battle for someone else. Father, I pray as we take the message tonight.